Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Good morning, millennials, and welcome back to The Toast. Happy Wednesday. It is the middle of the week. It's hump day, such an important day to commemorate. Mm -hmm. Here at The Toast and nationwide, honestly. Globally. Yeah, why limit ourselves to just the states? No, I think the whole world should be commemorating hump day. All the cameras coming out for a global affair. All right. That's what hump day is. A global affair. Yep. How's your hump day so far? You know what? So far, it's better than my Tuesday. That's good. For a number of reasons. I got to sleep until my normal hour this morning. And I'm wearing a cardigan that I love from a sister that I love. Yeah. I've got these new maternity jeans on. I, I like my outfit. So fabulous to feel that way. Because I like it. So I'm feeling really hopeful and excited. Wow. It's also Wednesday, which means it's the Vanderpump Rules finale. And honestly, like... I'm fucking ready. No, it's like, uh, it might as well be on my Google calendar the way that I've like scheduled for this. Like, oh, I can't go out to dinner tonight. No, shit. Rules. I just realized I have an event tonight. But I heard you have an event tonight. Yeah, it's at seven. I heard about it from Margo. Yeah. That you guys are going to an event. Yes. <laughs> Without me. You're more than welcome to come. But like now I'm thinking, what time is Vanderpump Rules on? Nine. Okay, I'll be home by 8.30. Like I... I have to get out of there in time. I forgot about that. You have to watch the other episode then before you go. I do. Good Your call. big plan oh, of a back-to-back. I have something to share with you that I found extremely interesting. Okay. I actually took a picture of it. So I finished Andy's book last night, and it was great. Like, I gave it four to five stars. I don't know if he necessarily needed to write another book. There was really nothing major that happened or real lesson he learned or whatever. Um, but on the topic of Meghan Markle, I was really surprised that the, when we reported on that thing, they didn't include... She was brought up twice in the book. And the second time was much more interesting. The first time was when they recorded their podcast episode together. And the second time is when the podcast episode actually came out. Andy was definitely pissed, okay? So they basically sat and chatted for an hour, but they cut it down to 20 minutes because it was Judd Apatow, Trevor Noah. Everyone got 20 minutes. And he actually said they had like a really nice chat over that hour. And then they chatted afterwards, just like gossiping. He wouldn't share like what it was, but they really connected. And he was really proud of himself because he got to throw in like a question for her about Oprah, where she had basically said, we never watched it. And that's why when he quoted, were you silent or silence? He was like so proud of himself. She really didn't know what he was talking about because she didn't watch it. But she was there when Oprah asked. Yeah, but it didn't feel like a major moment like it did to us. Like it just caught on. So when the episode came out, this was his diary entry. Meghan Markle's podcast came out and it was interesting to see how they produced it. She narrates it, which is an effective device, especially if you're cutting an hour down to 20 minutes, which she did. However, in that narration, she talks about what a tough conversation this was for her, mentioning that she has conflicting feelings about the housewives. I thought it was interesting that she said that in narration, but didn't discuss it with me head on. 
wouldn't that have made for a more dynamic conversation? She cut out the Oprah conversation and me saying, were you silent or silenced? And left in the part where she busted me for having forgotten, forgotten meeting her in the pre-Duchess days. So like she was shady and he was pissed. Like it's actually, um, He's right, like it would have been like an interesting dynamic conversation. She has conflicting feelings about the housewives. I'm sure in some way as it pertains to like modern day feminism no, or whatever. No, for sure. And that's just to me like such a lame take. And I feel it's like- It's a bad take, I agree. Gloria Steinem, when she was on Watch Trappin's Live being like, you know, housewives is bad for women. Like it's not, it's I don't agree like with that. It's just like the low hanging fruit of takes. It's like saying the Kardashians are yeah. bad for women. Like. I don't think that's true. I think women can handle themselves. And mm -hmm. if you look at the housewives and you're inspired, great. And if you're disgusted, great. And if you're entertained, great. Like, who fucking cares? Yeah. Also, like, if you really want to dig into it, housewives have given a lot of dependent women, women. independence. Yeah. Not through traditional means by any means. Right. But... Yeah, no, there's a lot of women who came on the show who literally were like under their husband's thumb who are now their own people. Yeah, no, I feel like when Melissa Gorga was on our podcast for the, for the first time, she was like, you should have seen me like back in the day, like such a housewife in the traditional sense, mm -hmm. like literally no money of my own, like just waited for my husband to come home, wipe the kids' asses. And and I think that's like a lot of the growing pains we see on her in her marriage on the show, like have to do with like this new journey for her. And she was like, I meet so many women who were like, we're in the same. So I agree, like the whole take on like being, you know, is housewives controversial for feminism in the modern woman like I think it's such a bad take but to like say it in the narration and oh, then, then, yeah, then, that's then you get the shady. guy you get the guy who's like creator of this universe you get him for an interview on your podcast and you have a, obviously like a conflicting feeling and you're not going to bring it up right like and lame. that would be an interesting conversation and it's also it, even if you do feel that way either say it or don't say mm -hmm. it don't say it when he's not there but have yeah. a nice conversation with him when he is there so i feel as though actually my takeaway from the book is him and megan markle are actually not on good terms i feel like they're not on bad terms but they're not on good terms considering like they did a podcast together i feel like everyone we've ever podcasted with like you're on good terms yeah now. yeah unless like something happens and you cut you put in something that you said and yeah etc so i did really like the book um if you're like a Bravo fan, there's like a lot of interest. I was always just very interested like what Andy's relationships with the housewives are mm -hmm. personally. And I feel like from his first book to now his last, he's gotten way more comfortable like having actual friendships with certain women. I think for a while he remained like so untouchable because he didn't want the women to compare. But he's like so cl close with Tamara. It's so crazy. And so close with Garcelle. Like I did not see that because she's like so new to the universe. But... I think he just really likes her and they have like a real friendship. Like they talk on the phone all the time and it's just interesting. That is interesting. Well, I'm glad you read it. Thank you for keeping us abreast. Yeah, it's a good book. Like it's it's not going to change your life, but like it's good. That's okay. It doesn't have to. No, a great beach read. Like it really, there were a couple of times where like I genuinely like cackled. Like he's very funny. Great. Yeah. I also find, find it interesting like he um is really comfortable like sharing moments where he's acting like a diva bitch celebrity like screaming at people or like waiting in line and being impatient like and he like just kind of owns those moments i feel like i would be surprised like it, you know you you think he would get like shit for that you know yeah but maybe he's just trying to get out ahead of it maybe like there, this was actually a crazy moment where he was in dc and he went to that um, hotel bar that Chris, Candace's husband from Potomac, is the manager of. Okay. And so he went there, A, because he's heard it, it's a good spot, and B, he thought, you know, he'd get, like, VIP treatment. Turns out his uh, her husband had recently been, like, you know, let go or, or left the, the job. But he still went, and, like, they couldn't find a place to stand, and they finally found a place to stand at this packed bar, and this, like, manager or, like, hostess comes over and, like, yells at them, and Andy was just like, Andy had it. And he snapped, 
And then security came and escorted him out and said that the hostess is crying. And it was just like this crazy saga where like he yelled at this girl and like the girl was like obviously like uh, overtly sensitive. But Andy like totally owned the fact that he made the girl cry and like it ruined his whole week. Yeah. Well, I feel like a situation like that is so that if that story ever like gets out, he's like, yeah, no, I did that. I felt bad about it. I've already accepted accountability. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was very introspective. It was good. But it's crazy that that doesn't like make it to Dumois. Well, so then he did bring up Dumois. He was like, I was in the Hamptons. James Corden's eggs, our front page news. Right, right. Okay. So he was in the Hamptons and he was at this coffee shop that was taking forever. He like just got a tea. I think he was sick and he just like, oh my God, he was like pacing. He was like, I looked like a lunatic, like talking to myself, just like wondering when my tea was going to come. And he eventually stormed out without the tea because it was a $6 tea and he never, it never came, whatever. And it ended up on Dumois. Not that he was like being an asshole, just that he appeared to be in a rush and left without his tea. That's a nice spin. Yeah, it was pretty good for him. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was what I did. Very nice. Yesterday I was just like, you know what? Like, fuck this. I was not in the motherfucking mood to answer an email, to put one ounce of work in. I sat down at two o'clock after the toast and I was like, fuck it. And I just read the whole day. I was just like feeling, I was kind of feeling like playing hooky. You were just like turning to literature in I your forgot time that, of like, need. I forgot that I could play hooky, you know? Yeah. Like, it's kind of fun. Yeah. I loved it. I'm happy for you. I was taken down by my tiredness and my allergies yesterday. The aller- we were, everyone's talking about the allergies. The allergies, they're not good. We were in the park and it was just a lot of pollen, like pollen falling everywhere. I'm so sorry. Yeah, but it was okay. Other than that, it was a nice day. And then I went out to dinner and I did not see Taylor Swift. Well, I figured if you did, one, I would know at this point, and two, like that's what you would lead with. But how was your adventures in spotting Taylor Swift going? What's the plan for the rest of the week? Yesterday was like your big opportunity. Yeah. Okay. So let me tell you how yesterday, like I got played. I went, I chose a hotspot for dinner. I kept my eyes on alert and I would say 20 minutes into my meal. Guess who walks in? I know the answer. So Gigi Hadid. Right. So I was like, oh my God, my plan is working. Taylor's obviously coming to meet her. I thought, I I was feeling on top of the world. I was so like feeling not present in my dinner because I just had like my eyes and ears open to the to the restaurant. And then, you know, days turned into nights and nights turned into months and Taylor never showed up. And according to my research, Taylor didn't leave the house last night, which I guess is almost better than like if I chose the wrong restaurant, you know? Yeah. So. Yeah. Are you going to keep trying to go back to that place like for the rest of the week? Because she probably will go there one night this week. I just can't. Or you just like, I have to watch Vanderpump Rules tonight. Right, right. tonight's have, a wash. I have an engagement party tomorrow night uptown. Mm. Taylor's not going to be uptown. So I just feel like I tried. Okay. I got dressed and I stayed alert. And, and nothing came of it. It's only Wednesday. Lemon, it's only Wednesday. Lemon, it's only <laughs> Wednesday. I'm like, why are you calling me Lemon? But I get it. <laughs> um, like you literally got dressed and stayed alert one night when you went to dinner. No, I gave it a shot. Like that's what I'm saying. Like I'm yeah. not, this is not going to be like, I'm not going to scavenge like it's fine and maybe like you you'll stay alert but not dressed so you could just if someone says oh my god taylor's at so and so you run no no it has to be like i have to be there you know it has to be like meant to be okay it's okay i feel like i gave it a triumphant attempt and i'm okay with it Um, okay i'm glad i'm i'm okay with that too then i'm not gonna pressure you thanks I'd like to you like you should work like take care of yourself right you know? right I could be like running out of the house pulling my hair out every night when I hear Taylor's on 14th street you know yeah 
Think of the the Ubers I'll spend money on. It'll the be traffic. The traffic. I'll end up pulling my hair out. And that would be bad. And I don't have a lot of hair to spare these days. <laughs> um, it's also Wednesday, which means it's Dear Toasters. We've got three great submissions from girlies who need it. They need us, Jax. And we're here for you. We're always here for you, but especially on Wednesdays. Yeah. I wouldn't say we're always here for you. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> we're here for you on Wednesdays. Yeah. That's where you can find us. So it's deertoasters at gmail.com. So I think without further ado. Is it? Yeah, we actually have really good stories today. Okay. And I'm really excited okay. to chit chat with my girl, a swirly turdy. Yeah. Without further ado, here are the fast five stories that I'm going to chit chat with my girly swirly turdy about that you need to know this morning. Thanks, Jax. Today's episode is brought to you by Court Furniture. Life is always changing. Your furniture should be able to change with it. With Court Furniture Rental, you can get the furniture and services that you need to help make every life transition as seamless as possible. Whether you're making a short-term, long-distance move, a short-term, long-distance move, relocating, starting a new chapter, or you simply just don't want to be tied down to owning furniture, Court has a solution for you. Simply pick the furniture you want, then their expert team delivers it and sets it up. The furniture will be there when you need it and gone when you don't. Get furniture on your own terms with Court Furniture Rentals. You can visit court.com slash podcast to learn more and find the furniture package that fits your, fits your life. So true. Being an owner of furniture is just like so... Like, you're so tied down. Yeah. You can't live a spontaneous, carefree lifestyle. No, it's such a commitment. It's such a commitment. Like, who has the space, the storage, like, all that? Court gets rid of all of those things. Styles change. Trends change. That's another thing. And they really have beautiful pieces at court. Apartments change. Then you're stuck with this L-shaped couch. Right. And it's like, what if my new living room can't accommodate an L-shaped couch? Right. With court, you don't have to worry about that. You press play whenever and wherever you want. With Core Furniture Rental, you rent furniture when you need it and return it when you don't. They take care of all of the hassle, all of the logistics, all of the boring stuff. So again, visit court.com slash podcast, that's C-O-R-T dot com, to learn more and find the furniture package that fits your needs. Court.com, C-O-R-T dot com slash podcast. Make room for something new without leaving a mess behind to clean up. They'll pick up what you've rented without lifting a finger, and by renting, you're supporting a sustainable way of living. Hmm. Today's episode is also brought to you by Game Time. Buying tickets to your favorite events should not be stressful. And I feel like these days it's always like a rat race, mm. a hamster wheel, anxiety inducing. But with Game Time, it's not. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. With killer deals on last minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll actually have. Yeah, I feel like these days, like, we're not even focusing on the actual enjoyment, the fun of the event. We're just like panicked, waiting in queues. Game Time is a really fabulous app that ever since I downloaded, I find myself like going to more things. I'm like, Oh, it's Tuesday. Let me see if Billy Joel is at Madison Square Garden. Like, it's just that the fact that you have it and they make it so stress-free, you'll find yourself going to more, more events. spontaneous. Yeah, it's like fun to be just like a gal who can throw caution to the wind and like go see Simple Plan this weekend or something, and you say know? say yes to life. Exactly. If you're in your saying yes to life era, game time is an absolute necessity. So game time is the place for last minute ticket deals. Forget planning months in advance. Game time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. You get exclusive... Uh. Oh, the truckers for game time get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football basketball baseball concerts comedy theater and more you know while the knicks were still in the playoffs game time was an indispensable resource for ben he got a lot of his tickets from game time unfortunately they are no longer in but that doesn't diminish the important role game time played in ben's life so download the game time app create an account and use code toast for 20 dollars off your purchase terms apply again create an account and redeem code toast at for 20 dollars off on the game time app download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed 
Thank you, Claudia. You're welcome. Now, our first story is a tragedy. Oh. The new photos. It's a tragedy. The new photos for It Ends With Us, the Colleen Hoover book-turned-movie, have dropped. We see Blake Lively fully transformed as redhead Lily Bloom, and fans are pissed. So if you've seen these photos, they're all over the internet. If you haven't seen, just Google. You know, they were paparazzi on the street. We saw Ryle, who was played by Justin Baldoni. We saw Lily, played by Blake Lively, in character. So it was the first time we're seeing her in wardrobe, in hair. She has red hair. And it's giving brave. It's tragic. Uh, the and outfits, the hair. It is, to say the least, shocking. It's shocking and it's offensive to the fans. It's offensive to the book too. And it's offensive to Blake Lively, like the most stylish woman on the planet. Who would put her in these clown outfits? I mean, that big brown dress. The socks and the shoes. The sock- the bag, the shirt tied at the top. Yeah, no, honestly, no, it ev- felt like a prank. Every item is bad. Worse than the next. There's not like a coat that ties it together. And, and like, I have to say. I don't remember Lily Bloom as being a freak. That's No, no, she was like this like really kind of cute, gardeny, like. Like girly. Girly, yeah, no, it's so shocking. And I will say like whenever a book turns into a movie, there's, you know, people are hypersensitive. They're always on alert. They're criticizing. And I feel like a lot of the times it's unfair. Like whenever photos come out, people, you know, freak. I disagree. This is so fucking next level. I don't feel like when photos come out of a movie turning, of a book turning into a movie that we are usually disheartened. Like when we saw Mila Kunis. So I was going to bring that up too because that was very exciting. Just like walking down the street and just, and it was a regular dress. No, but like people who are so obsessed with a certain book, like they're always going to be sensitive. And like, I can understand that. And I just want to say, the backlash to these photos, that is not that. That is not that. No, this is warranted. This? I was shocked. I mean, I don't know what's worse, the hair or the clothes. Probably the clothes, but what's with the hair? I don't know. Why, what's that girl's name from Brave? I'll Google it. I'll Google no, it's like not something. It's, a, it's, it's like, like a weird ju- name. Yeah, not weird, but it's like not. Uh, Common. Like it's like something from um, Pole Dark. A crazy, it's Scottish, yeah, exactly. Yeah, sorry, I didn't mean weird Scottish. I wasn't like trying to be offensive. Um, what the fuck is her name? Fem- what is it? Marita, yes. <laughs> That's not what I was thinking. Yes, is, oh, Marita. Merida. Merida, whatever. Merida. Merida. I was thinking like Demelza from Poldar, because the hair is giving Demelza too. It's giving Merelda. What do we say her name? Mer- Merida. Merida. Why? And- Literally, why is, why is it like that? I don't know. Like such a weird take. It's 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 offensive to everyone. It's offensive to the readers. It's offensive to Colleen. It's offensive to Blake. It's offensive to redheads. It's offensive to Blake. Like, and she's such a stylish queen. Like she knows that what she's she's just. But at the, when you're an actor, like you're just an actor. You do what you're told. You know. I don't blame Blake. I don't know who the fuck I don't I'm blame blaming. Blake. Uh, wardrobe, but also someone at the top has decided to ruin this movie. Yes. Maybe like someone at the top is like old high school friends with Colleen Hoover's yes. arch nemesis and is like, I'm going to take her book and I'm going to ruin it. I'm taking the Hoovers down. Lit- I don't know if Colleen knows that this is happening to She's her. She's being set up. And I feel like she just is so immensely grateful for all these opportunities. Of that course. She can't see that like sometimes something like seems really great, but it's compromising the integrity of your work. I know. And I'm just so confused because, you know, the casting wasn't what we had hoped. But that doesn't mean that there's no hope like, for the Blake film. Lively is like 
an amazing, gorgeous actress right. who we love to see on the screen. So you know what? So they went we'll, with a star. So we'll deal with it. When people thought maybe they should have went with a young, undiscovered talent, maybe she wasn't the age range. We thought, whatever. Like, none of it was not... I'll never be, like, mad about seeing Blake Lively. No, and none of the casting was really, like, something they couldn't come back from. Yeah. These were all professional hired actors. Like, they can make a movie. But I don't know. What I'm seeing now, I don't know. It's sabotage. It's so... Like, let's just call a spade a spade. Like, those clothes were fugly. Like... What the fuck? Fugly. She's a girl. If you read the book, she like she looks like she's on the set of Little Women. Yes, yes. If you read the book, you know like Lily, the character, like loves flowers. She loves beautiful things. She would dress in like pastel colors and like you know beautiful bright materials. Like what is this duty brown dress? From what I remember about the book, like her wardrobe wasn't. uh, A factor. A factor at all. So she probably like wore jeans and a t-shirt. Yeah. Like shopped at. Zara, it's like so true. she's not her wardrobe is not a she's character. Not a model, but like this is fucking distracting. It's destructive. It's destructive. I was literally like guffawed. I keep I've been using that word for like three weeks. Is that even the right word? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I was absolutely flabbergasted and guffawed. Like I was shook when I saw. That. I'm like, there's no way. I'm like, maybe this is her, you know, break clothes. Like maybe she's on break and she's wearing a big duty brown dress. Maybe, but then also the dress gets a t-shirt put on top. Yes, with a knot in it. At some point. And the t-shirt says like, Earhart? I don't know. With a knot in it. And then a a painter's smock on top. It's really bad. It's really bad. The hair is bad. Everything is bad. Yeah. I'm just, I'm really, I'm shocked. And I often think like when there's like universal backlash and like people are being dramatic. They're not. No. Honestly, they're not being dramatic enough. No, they're not. Especially this book has such a cult following. Like if you search it on Tumblr, like there's so many fan edits. Like yep. the, the movie produces itself. Like it's the so visuals true. are there. It's really not that hard. It's not like you have to create like the world of Hogwarts. Yep. Like it's just a couple of good looking people in an apartment. In Boston. Yeah, with flowers. Right. Flowers. flowers. That's it. That's it's literally so true. it. And it, you chose this. It doesn't need like a different creative lens. It doesn't need, uh, what's that woman's name from Sex in the City? Patricia Fields. It doesn't need, like the wardrobe is not a factor. No, it's really not. It's just regular people with regular jobs. You don't need to recreate the wheel. You just need to let the story tell itself. Yeah, it's bad. Bad. We'll keep you updated. This, uh, like, the, every time something comes out about this movie, it's like worse than the next. I don't know what we're going to hear next, but I'm scared. I know. I'm scared. Are you ready for our next story? Yeah. Which is some good hair news. Oh, yeah. Beyonce teases a new hair care launch. She said she can't wait for you to experience what she's been creating. So Beyonce took to Instagram on Tuesday, less than a week after kicking kicking off her tour. I'm like, who did she kick out? (laughs) To tease the launch of her new hair care line. So the first photo in the carousel was of her posing in a mirror while styling her natural curls. And then the second picture was a throwback photo of her getting her hair braided in a salon chair. Then she had the third photo as like a statement written for her. How many of y'all knew my first job was sweeping hair in my mama's salon destiny's child got our start by performing for clients while they were getting their hair done she said i was exposed to so many different kinds of entrepreneurial women in her salon i saw firsthand how the ways we nurture and celebrate hair 
can directly impact our souls. I watched her heal and be of service to so many women. Having learned so much on my hair journey, I've always dreamed of carrying on her legacy. She ended the note with an exciting message saying how she can't wait for you to experience what she's been creating with her first initial and a heart. So so cute. Beyonce, hair by Beyonce. Hair by Beyonce. I feel like based on the letter and then the visuals, it's like going to be targeted for black hair, which honestly, like I feel like Beyonce is going to become like a billionaire five times over. Like this is the best idea. Yeah, I wasn't before yesterday like thinking like what business does Beyonce need to get into she should get into the like beauty game just like you know how everyone else is doing but this is a no-brainer yeah no and I think a lot of times when celebrities announce like a hair or a makeup. skin or makeup it feels like very cash grabby and like dumb but this feels like extremely on brand I think like so many girls look up to Beyonce and like style their hair after Beyonce so I think this is a great idea I saw the craziest TikTok of Beyonce's mom okay somehow she was at one of the concerts she got like stuck in GA She's like literally behind the barricades, like with people, and she's trying to. She's talking to security, and like literally, security like pick like literally people, the people behind the barricade and security in front of the barricade like hoist her up in the air and like put her over the barricade. She like got lost at the concert. That's crazy. Before the concert had begun. But I'm glad security recognized her and like didn't make her go you know, around. You know how many people probably come up and say, "Hey, I'm Beyonce's mom. Let right. me in." Right. Yeah. Thank God she's like a, a, like a person of a of public knowledge, you know? Yeah. People are like, this is Beyonce's mom. How did she get stuck? I don't know. She honestly looked hilarious. Like, she would be like a funny gal. That's really funny. Um, I hope we get more info on this soon. I know. Like, what, let's let's brainstorm names. Mm. Believe. It's obviously going to have like a B in it. It's going to have, you're right about that. And did I hear, did, she's closing down Ivy Park. I didn't hear that. I think I did. Oh, interesting. Which I feel like was really never, like it never felt like the right business to me for her. No, but I feel like it did really well while it was around. Yeah, because people just love Beyonce. But let me see if but I just make sure. But it wasn't like the obvious thing she Adidas should be Adidas to end clothing partnership with Beyonce a month ago. Oh, interesting. I didn't feel like it was like a good business call. Like when I think of Beyonce, I don't think of athleisure. Mm-hmm. Um... I never, it was cute athleisure. Like, as an athleisure company on its own, it was like, fine. it was yeah. good, whatever. I don't know. I just, it just didn't feel like a match. Like, this is a much better suited business match. for Beyonce, in my opinion. I wonder, well, first of all, we could also look to, like, song titles for perhaps inspiration. Oh, that's a good call. Or, like, song like, lyrics. Renaissance hair. Oh, that's pretty cool, yeah. But there's no B in it. No, no, but there might not be a B if it's, like, an iconic Beyonce. Yeah, lyric or lyric. reference. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, like the Becky with the good hair. No, she would never. She would never. But not Becky with the good hair, but just like good hair by Beyonce. Uh, I kind of love that. Good hair by Beyonce. But I think in that lyric, good hair, I think. Mm, I don't know, actually. But good hair, like whatever it meant yeah, then. Yeah, 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 yeah. Good hair is like. Good hair. It's still two look words. Look it up in the dictionary. Yes. Yeah. Hair that is good. Right. Good that is hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good hair is actually like not a bad name. No, not at all. And obviously since she's like teasing it, I think it's probably like ready to go. I would hope so. It's not like, you know, years away. I think we're like weeks away from finding weeks. out. That's exciting. Mm -hmm. I love a launch. So do I. A hard launch. This was soft. This is extremely soft. Yeah. But exciting nonetheless. Exciting nonetheless. Are you ready for our next story? Yeah. Speaking of excitement. For Speak Now TV, Taylor Lautner says that he feels safe. 
but he's praying for John. As the release for Taylor Swift's third re-recorded album, Speak Now, Taylor's version, looms this summer, there's one man with romantic ties to the singer who feels confident about revisiting the era ahead of the drop, Taylor Lautner. He laughed when Today.com asked how he's feeling with less than two months before he, along with millions of Swifties, are set to revisit 2009 and 2010. At the time, the actor um, was in his what is this at the time the book twilight was at its peak he too was in the spotlight for his personal life like just get to the fucking no just say he was in twilight thanks (laughs) anyways he's back to december on speak now he said yeah i think it's a great album yeah i feel safe praying of course praying for john the swifties know like taylor lautner is the least problematic ex he's Mm -hmm. sleeping you know very soundly at night, knowing this album is on its way. No, and Speak Now is to John Mayer what Red was to Taylor J- Jake Gyllenhaal. Jake Gyllenhaal, and technically what Fearless was to... Um, Joe Jonas. Yeah, but the thing is, and why it's different, it's like there was no bloodshed with Joe Jonas, because like, A, Joe and Taylor are friends, and at the end of the day, like, Joe didn't do anything to Taylor. Like, yeah, he broke up with her on the phone, but like, he didn't hurt her. Like, he was like, you know, Jake Gyllenhaal and John Mayer, like, we're all still mad because it's like, you were 35-year-old men, like, taking advantage of this teenager. Like, you're fucking disgusting. Like, we're not going to, like, just let that go. Yeah, and because it's the these, from what it seems, are not isolated incidents. Like, right. especially with Jake Gyllenhaal, like, there's been, a, like, even his current girlfriend is... Super young. So much younger than him. Like, it's a pattern of behavior. So I think that Red, Taylor's version, coming out just, like, highlighted something that has always been true. Yeah. And I think with John Mayer, he's very, he's a problematic lover yeah, in general. We've known. But I don't know, I don't know that it's going to be as bad for him because I feel like everything about John Mayer is known. Like he's very accountable it's for actually like so who true. he was in right. the past. He's like in his post-womanizer era. He's like rehabilitated. Yeah. So I don't think it's going to be like as shocking as realizing like, oh my God, Jake Gyllenhaal is like a freak. kind of fucked up. Yeah. No, that's true. Like we've been knowing. Yeah. About, and he's like been open about it. Um, how he like took this break from the spotlight and he's I think on Watch What Happens Live like a few times he always refers to like his past life as like you know he's a former womanizer yeah so but I also think that what dug Jake Gyllenhaal's grave was all too well 10 minute version because then we got like details that we didn't know before yeah so it would have to be vault tracks that would bury that would add color John Mayer yeah I mean also with John Mayer um, I think everyone's on high alert because would have could have should have from midnight people believe is also about John Mayer so it's like we're, we're, we're actually still getting new information on the, on the saga. Yeah. So. I just think John Mayer will weather the storm better. I feel like he might even lean into it a little bit, whereas Jake Gyllenhaal like, probably won't sit down for an interview unless you swear on the Bible that you won't ask about it. Yeah, no, for sure. I, I think you're right. Like, Because um, John Mayer like, has responded. He wrote Paper Dolls, and that was like his big response years later. But then this year at a concert, he performed it, and he gave like a little bit, like he spoke about it before. It was nothing crazy was said, but he acknowledged it, which was crazy for the community. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't think it'll be like complete silence from John because I think he feels confident in the fact that he's not a bad guy anymore. Yeah. Yeah, and he's like, he's an open book. Whereas yeah. Jake Gyllenhaal, I feel like, has this like... Facade. Facade of a reputation so to uphold. So that's actually like an amazing point. 
So that's the difference for me. I think John will be fine. I, I think John will be fine too because it's also just a part of his image. That's why like people like love him, problematic king. It's like Jake Gyllenhaal is supposed to be this like perfect Hollywood actor with like yeah. this pristine reputation. And John is like bad boy musician. And, and I think for a lot of people, like the more bad things we learn about him, like the more we love him, which is so fucked. Yeah. <laughs> but I think is the truth for a lot of his fans. But Speak Now is younger than Red Taylor. Yeah, she was younger. But is John Mayer younger than Jake Gyllenhaal? I, I honestly think they're like, actually, I would think maybe John Mayer. Mm. But like, can I ask you something? Yeah. John Mayer and, and ta- oh, John Mayer's 45. Okay. Damn. Um, John Mayer and Taylor, what was the relationship extent and longevity of their relationship? And Jake is 42. Okay. So their relationship, if I remember correctly, began as, you know, a mutual respect. Like, of course, Taylor knew who John Mayer was. And then John Mayer found out who Taylor was, was really kind of inspired by her songwriting. Mm-hmm. Um, they like publicly flirted with each other. Like, he was very complimentary of her. He was dazzled by her. Um, and then I think they worked together to write a song, Half of My Heart. Oh, that's the song I think he performed when he spoke on tour about Taylor, not Paper Dolls, whatever. Um, and during the creative process, you know, they, they had a brief but fiery romance. I think Taylor was very excited about, you know, the prospect of a much older, much more successful, probably one of her songwriting heroes. He's one of the greatest songwriters of our time, you know, to, to show interest in her. And he was like, you know, oh, shiny young thing. And, you know, it's a tale as old as time. Did they hook up? I believe they, they, they briefly flung. I don't, they, I don't think they were ever in like a, an actual relationship. And I think that was the problem. Like Taylor was searching for something real and he was like fucking around. Okay. So um, if you listen to the lyrics of Dear John, it sounds like he was just kind of like playing with her emotions and she was like very, you know, into the whole thing. Okay. And here's a crazy question. Who did Taylor lose her virginity to? Um, all Too Well. Jake. All Too Well is about the scarf. I think a lot of people believe to be a metaphor for the virginity. And she also like has a lyric where she like pretty much explicitly says, um, I would have to Google it, but that's the vibe that I got, which would mean that like she didn't have sex with John Mayer. Because it was before. before. I mean, it's entirely possible because she was like a conservative queen. Yeah. Yeah. But you can still like have strong feelings. Uh, yes, yes, yes. Yes, but I, I've thought for years, like, who did Taylor lose her virginity to? Which is, like, a disgusting thing to think, I guess. <laughs> but John Mayer right, or Jake Gyllenhaal. That, it's asking. a weird question, but, like, I feel it's like in the, in the context of the conversation, it's, it's Jermaine. Because Dear John really sounds like the song of a girl who just lost her virginity. And so for a long time, I thought she lost her virginity to John Mayer. And then the floating theory... Because that would be, like, really messed up. Yeah, but then the floating theory was that, like, all too well, the scarf was, like, a symbol of... Of the virginity and like Maggie Gyllenhaal actually doesn't have it. She actually just lost her virginity at Maggie Gyllenhaal's house. And so her virginity is at Maggie Gyllenhaal's house and she can't get it back. Right, right. And then when Taylor was doing press for the All Too Well 10-minute versions, she had been asked by a reporter if if the scarf could be a metaphor and she said yes. Interesting. So, I love yeah. when people ask the right questions. Like, I know. Like them asking Taylor Lautner what about he thinks about yep. this. Okay, just pulled up the lyrics because I would love to... To find the lyric you're referring to. To find the lyric that I'm referring to because it reminds you of innocence and it smells like me like that's innocence's virginity yeah yeah yeah. but then also there's really an argument to be made that John Mayer took her virginity like especially would have could have should have God rest my soul I miss who I used to be the two moan close and a lot of the could have would have should have listen to me this is important a lot of the could have would have should have lyrics it's 
uh, feel religious. They have like religious elements to it. And you know, she grew up like very conservative. When you lose your virginity, there's like a element of like religious shame to it. Mm -hmm. So uh, the two stained glass, stained glass windows in my mind, I regret you all the time. I can't let this go. I fight with you in my sleep. The tomb won't close. Very religious. Keep on waiting for a sign. And then it's, if clarity's in death, then why won't this die? Um, living for the living for the thrill of hitting you where it hurts. Give me back my girlhood. It was, was mine, mine first. That really feels like a lyric about virginity. Ooh. And cloaked in this song with like religious references, it feels- Why do people think it's about John? It says 19. And when she, when she mm. talks about being 19, Dear John, when she talks about being 19, it is John Mayer. She's letting us know. Okay, okay, hold on. Let me find what I'm looking for. Something about the lifeless. There really is an argument in terms of lyrics to be made about either men taking her virginity. And I don't know if this conversation, like speculating on someone's virginity is like really disgusting and inappropriate because it kind of feels gross. It does. Um, so I apologize, Taylor. Like this is really not cool, but like I'm just curious. At least we can take solace knowing she doesn't listen. So true. <laughs> Ugh, why can't I find what I'm looking for? What are you looking for? Maybe like I can when help she you. says something about like her like in all too well, in all too well, like her life, like her body, like laying there, like like. I don't know. Not a crumpled up piece of paper. Drop in the comments. Who do you think it was? Yeah, that. Oh my god, that's crazy. I really don't know. Like, honestly, oh. could, you found it? And then you wondered where it went to as I reached for you. But all I felt was shame. And um, you felt my life was, my lifeless frame. That, I just feel like good. that's kind of like how you feel when you lose, lose your, virginity your virginity to the wrong person. A hundred percent. Arguments to be made on both sides. I really felt but also like. also a lot of speculation on all sides. Yeah. I really feel like could have, would have, should have. Like, is the song about losing your virginity too? I'll have to listen with that in mind. Yeah. I mean, give me back my girl. Girlhood is literally a thesaurus synonym for virginity. But also now all too well, I associate it so closely with the book, My Dark Vanessa. I told you this theory oh, yeah. before, which is about like a, a young girl who like has an affair with her teacher. So I might be like conflating like what that story means. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With this You're projecting. Song. I'm projecting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's possible. But I think it, the, the, the more... In terms of things Taylor has actually confirmed, she did confirm like the scarf is metaphoric. So I, I do think it's Jake Gyllenhaal. Okay. So, yeah. Great. And also, like, Taylor would have been underage, right, with John Mayer? 19? Oh, yeah, no, sorry. No. This episode is brought to you by Vegamore. We're always trying to do right by our body, so when it comes to our scalp and scalp health, finding a product that actually works and is made with clean ingredients always seems like a trade-off. But with Vegamore, you, we get products that are made with clean ingredients and give us visibly healthy hair and scalp. So everyone knows, like, I'm kind of, like, in my bald era. It's really been tough. No, I mean, I'm choosing to say I'm in my regrowth era. Love that. With Vegamore, we are seeing visibly thicker, fuller, shinier, longer hair without the harsh ingredients. All Vegamore products are 100% cruelty-free. They're never formulated with potentially harmful chemicals like parabens or home hormones so their grow essentials kit comes with shampoo conditioner a serum i love this serum i'll like put it in my hair and just chill for a while um because i'm doing a lot of things for my for my regrowth era and i feel like obviously i'm taking vitamins and stuff but i also like actually putting something like on the hair it Topical. just feels like it makes sense and the grow serum came highly recommended by a lot of you guys I'm really enjoying the process. I like that it's totally 
cruelty free it's not made with hormones or power bins and of course you're in your clean girl era so with the shampoo and conditioner i love the shampoo and conditioner i swapped maybe six months ago um i realized that my other shampoo and conditioner had perfumes fragrances which are no bueno and i love the vague more shampoo and conditioner it does sometimes feel like if you want to use clean products you have to sacrifice yeah. quality not in this situation give yourself the hair you never thought you could have with vegamore for a limited time toast listeners get 20 percent off their first order by going to vegamore.com toast and using code toast at checkout that's v-e-g-a-m-o-u-r.com toast code toast to save 20 percent off your first order vegamore.com toast code toast today's episode is also brought to you by the farm dog because Strice Bros deserve nothing but the best. When you look at bags of dog food, you'll see pictures of bright carrots and juicy steaks. But then you open the bag and you're getting burnt little pellets. Dog food needs some fresh thinking. Eating processed food for every meal is not healthy. We all know that. And kibble is subject to multiple rounds of high heat processing. So it makes it an ultra processed food. Why don't you try something fresh like the farmer's dog? It's real food. Feeding your food the farmer's dog is real, fresh, healthy food with whole meat and vegetables. It's gently cooked in human-grade kitchens, and it preserves the nutritional value of the food. So Theo has been in his fresh food era for a while now. His breath is so much better. Oh, my God. I thought just, like, all dogs had, like, vile, disgusting breath. No, like, Theo needed to be, like, like a change in his diet. His breath is so much better. He has, like, so much more energy, really kind of consistent firm poops sorry not to be gross his coat is really shiny there's a lot of health benefits but the breath thing is really enough for me to switch um meals arrive in pre-portioned ready to serve packs it's conveniently delivered on your schedule dog people all across the country have ordered millions of meals from the farmer's dog it's never been easier to invest in your dog's health with fresh food get 50 percent off your first box of fresh healthy food at the farmersdog.com toast that's 50%. If you've been wanting to make the switch to fresh, healthy dog food, it's a real good investment in your dog's health. It has so many health benefits. Now is maybe the sign that you need. You also get free shipping when you go to thefarmersdog.com slash toast. Again, that's thefarmersdog.com slash toast for 50% off your first box and the free shipping. Thank you. You're welcome. Are you ready for our next story? I really need to get your take on it. Yeah. Because I don't know how to feel. You really need to get my take? Why I, I feel so special? I, I need to like flush it out with you. Oh, okay. And okay. we need to like... So you need me to help you come up with your take? Yeah. I sometimes feel that, yeah. Yeah. Disney's new Little Mermaid seems to contain a dig at Kate Middleton. What? Yeah, I read that. I skipped the headline a few times before I clicked it, and I was like, okay, let me see if, if it's compelling. Any, if there's anything here, because also, like, Megan has been known to say, like, she felt like Ariel and the Little Mermaid. She said that on Oprah. It's oh. like one of her favorite movies. Oh, I don't remember that. Okay. Yeah. A reviewer who saw an early screening of Disney's new remake of The Little Mermaid tells Page Six that it seems to dip a toe into the Megxit debacle hmm. and even contains what appears to be a dig at Kate Middleton. The critic tells Page Six that the film seems to draw a number of subtle yet plausible comparisons between Meghan Markle and Prince Harry on the one hand and the two lead characters, Ariel, who is, play who is black in the new version, mm -hmm. and Prince Eric, who is white on the other hand. So mm -hmm. that's one. But one scene in particular seems to get pretty literal quote Ariel has sacrificed her voice in order to get to the surface and meet Prince Eric she can't speak so he tries to guess her name they said quote his first guest is Diana mm. his second guess is Catherine but after Ariel gives a disgusted reaction he concludes okay definitely not Catherine huh that does feel that doesn't feel like a stretch. It doesn't like, feel random. The spy says there's nothing in the movie's internal logic to otherwise explain the mermaid's extreme response to the name Catherine. 
Um, Disney would be disingenuous to imply those names were coincidental, this person said. I agree. Like, you had to choose of all the names in all the land. You choose Diana and Kate. Like, right. And meanwhile, in her 2021 interview with Oprah, Megan herself said that she identified with Ariel yeah. from The Little Mermaid. She recalled watching the movie during her troubled time in the UK. And she said, I went, oh my God, she falls in love with the prince. And because of that, she loses her voice. Did you see Meghan Markle out last night? I did, which we'll talk about. It, she looks stunning. With this. You know, she just gets better, like, better looking. And he is really not cute anymore. She looked amazing. He did not look nice. No, they look like a mismatch. Like, he just looked, like, slobbish with his, like, tie loose. I thought his outfit was really bad. Yeah. And, Which, like, like, he he's just, like, not, like, he's just, like, aging, like, like not I well. I honestly, like, barely looked at his face because, like, it's, he's so it's not important. No, it's, like, I'm not going to critique someone's face. Like, Fair. what can you do about it? whatever but i thought his outfit was just slobbish slob slobbish like not tailored next to that dress and she oh she just looked next level yeah um okay but back to this it definitely feels like 100 like a nod maybe it was just like disney and you know megan does like work with disney she does voiceover work she has like a big partnership with them it might have just been like a nod like you saw us and we see you like it doesn't necessarily feel like like a dig at kate but more so a nod to Megan. That's how I'll, I'll choose to see it. Yes. Except agreed. for the face Except for the makes. fact that it's a literal dig at Kate and that there's no Megan element. You know, like... I do also think, like, the names that they chose, like, choosing Diana, like, is weird. Yeah. Like, not, not like, oh, it's, you know, it's, a, it's not a coincidence. I just think it's, like, weird to bring up someone's dead mother-in-law. Like... Yeah, unless it's an odd. Does Prince Eric know she? Oh no, she's not. A, is she a princess? You she's know, becoming. I'm like kind of unfamiliar. So what I was going to say, story. What I was going to say is, I have not seen The Little Mermaid in ages. I'll probably see the new one. So I really a need to see the movie because I don't remember the plot like whatsoever. And b I need to see the scene for myself in order to come up with like a full thought. But for right now, I'm thinking, yeah, it's definitely an odd to Megan. It's a little shady. I'm not really feeling it as like, I guess because she but makes I, like a gross face, but. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. And I feel like it's not, it's not like they said Camilla, you know? Right. Like Catherine is, Kate is really beloved. Like Yeah. Not that Camilla deserves hate either. No, no, no. You know, she's like, a little more controversial. Yeah, no, there's like more of an argument to be made. Yeah. I don't know. But, and I'd say like Elizabeth. Not make a face, but like right. these are queenly names. Right, right. Names of queens, princesses. Yeah, there's so much hype for this movie. It's crazy. I feel like we've been talking about it forever. Yeah. Hmm. When does it come out? Is I don't it, know. I thought it was already out, honestly. No, this is like only one person saw it. Right. It's been under like lock and key. Yeah. There's a lot of hoopla for Hopefully the Hopefully they're not lying about what they saw and like getting us in a tizzy for nothing. No way. <laughs> they wouldn't do that. But I just think it's interesting. Me too. Our fifth and final story, The Bachelor announces their first ever senior citizen season. ABC has finally announced that The Bachelor Nation is welcoming another spinoff this time. Its contestants will be senior citizens. Called The Golden Bachelor, which will premiere this fall, it will focus on one lucky older gentleman and age-appropriate female suitors who will compete for his love. In a press release, the new reality series is described as a whole new kind of love story, one for the golden years. The network describes the salt-and-peppered-haired, twinkly-eyed, mature gentleman as a hopeless romantic who will be given a second chance at love in the search for a partner with whom to share the sunset years of life. Per the release, the group of women arriving at the mansion have a lifetime of experience living through love, loss, and laughter, hoping for a spark that ignites a future full of 
endless possibilities. Honestly, just like knowing what we know about how like producers and production like treat contestants, <laughs> like the thought of these like precious young, I mean not young, sorry, precious older women like being subjected to like all night rose ceremonies and like, you know, no, manipulation. Like that. Honestly, I'm so, this feels like elder, uh, elder abuse. Wow, that was not gonna be my take. Maybe I just, you know, am believing the the press hype. I thought it sounded so beautiful and also interesting. Like, just older people are just more interesting and smarter than I younger agree. people. And, like, I actually feel like a, a real love match could come from this. Like, you really know yourself at that age, what you're looking for, like, what you need at this stage of your life. Like, I, I believe in the process here. But all night rose ceremonies is elder abuse so i actually do agree like conceptually this isn't the worst idea for a show but i just have no faith in the production company that produces a bachelor whoever it is like they stink at everything if this show had been on netflix and they did like a real experiment i would trust it more like the idea isn't bad but i have no faith in anything that airs on abc honestly that's a good point i'm sure if it was on netflix it would be very good and the elders would be taken care of i kind of like the idea of them doing like typical bachelor things yeah like dates yeah and how like kind of corny it is and i am going to be hopeful about this are you gonna watch depends on where i'm at in my right. life right i'm open to it yeah i would sooner watch that than the next season of the bachelor oh my god in an instant it should be called the gratchler the great great gratchler no like the the grandparents yeah, bachelor i got it the gratchler so brief programming update is that there's a jackhammer outside our window and we want to be able to give our like full time attention and love to deer toasters we're going to do deer toasters tomorrow yeah so that you in know a quiet and peaceful environment so we can mull over your quandaries and not have like a jackhammer in my brain that's like the worst it's hard to give advice with a jackhammer in your brain so i'm so sorry to like cut this episode short today but it's not our fault the motherfucking jackhammers outside so thanks so much for listening to the toast of Monday morning show we do the fast stories so you need to know every Monday through Friday and YouTube so watching this on YouTube please video subscribe give us video thumbs up we're also available to subscribe to the podcast we're Spotify YouTube to public video everybody gives bugs all the places we visit podcasts by the social media for everybody a beautiful setting and we can talented we are love ya bye love ya bye